0: Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve.
1: Okay, so hi everyone. My name is Daniel T. Uh, I live in Israel. I am 41 years old and my sobriety date is the 16th of December. 2016, which means that I'm coming up to 14 months of sobriety, which is uh, truly incomprehensible to me. Um, And I'll tell you a little bit about my story and what happened to me. And um, maybe you'll see also how uh, quite unbelievable it really is. Um, So um, I like to call myself a real addict. Uh, When I say that I'm a real addict, I mean like um, I've been addicted to everything in my life. I come from a family of addicts, so it's hereditary like we often hear. Um, my grandparents were pretty pretty decent alcoholics and gamblers. Um, I at a young age I used to hang out by them in Ireland, uh, by their house and uh they would they call me out to play poker at the age of seven and uh and um I remember the smell of the whiskey. I um, on my father's side more related to sexual addiction unfortunately my father passed away when i was three years old and that really set the tone for my uh addictive personality the trauma um i think addiction really comes from from childhood trauma in many ways um and his uh his death unfortunately was related to a combination of love sex addiction being unhappy an unhappy soul without recovery um And, um, so at an early age, um, you know, uh, I basically found myself playing with myself from around the age of seven, eight. Um, it was my comfort zone and I remember lying in bed and playing with myself for hours. Um, it was, you know, it was my go-to drug. Uh, that was the earliest experience that I had with, with lusting. Just physically feeling, you know, feeling myself and and being comfortable with that, and it, and it progressed uh, at a good, steady pace throughout my uh, childhood and early teenage years. I um, I uh, found uh, erotic books on my mother's bookshelves around the age of uh, nine, ten. I was an avid reader, and I got very uh, caught into that, and um, My first pornographic magazine was at the age of 13. My first kiss as well was at the age of 13, and I was besotted. Uh, I say I'm a real addict. Um, I'm a love addict, and a codependent, and a a sex addict, and a lust addict. Um, I have symptoms of all of them. Um, My teenage years were pretty much filled with lots and lots of um, sporadic girlfriends, lots of different girlfriends uh, falling in love. I remember, you know, designating different girls throughout those years as my uh, my current wife. I remember calling them, feeling like they were my wives, and they they didn't feel the same. In fact, generally, I didn't really have sexual relationships with the girls who I felt were my wives. Those were romantic relationships in my head mainly. Um, the sexual relationships were very much one I spans, and it was a promiscuous. Um, there was a promiscuous area for us in uh, in London where I grew up um there's you know crazy stories uh I went to a summer camp at the age of i think it was fifteen, and there was a couple of nights where there was basically a you know a kissing contest where you had to you know you basically kissed as many girls as you could within a within a several hours this is just crazy stuff um and what really got me addicted to lust was the hours and hours and hours of kind of um being alone with with, with a single girl and just uh the the petting and the the touching and just that uh being ensconced in lust and um that really that really got me addicted um around the age of eighteen uh throughout those years i was also smoking um smoking pots I was trying other drugs i was gambling as well in those years um i think it, it, you know addiction is is the the drug of escape and I was definitely trying to escape my life um was I entirely unhappy? Yes. In, in, my, uh, in my in my teenage years, I think I was still trying to escape the first 10 or 12 years of my life uh, where I really was a very unhappy soul. Um, around the age of 18, I quit Girlfriends. Um, and I said to myself that, um, you know, I, I'd always wanted to be married. I said to myself that uh, until I find my wife, um, I'm not going to play around with these fake romances again anymore. Uh, what really happened was that I found prostitution, and um, why would I, you know, spend any time romancing um, when I could get my drugs straight away? Uh, unfortunately, it, it wasn't really as, uh, you know, as glamorous as that, uh, but I was addicted, completely addicted, and. Um, and from the age of eighteen till about uh, from the age of eighteen onwards, I mean, I would have once in a while, I would have girlfriends. I'm still available, but I think my sexualism was really, um, re- I was reeking of it. And uh for whatever reasons, um, I wasn't very successful at getting girls anymore. I just because I guess they knew what was going on in my head. They knew why I was why I was interested in them, and prostitution was the quick, easy fix. Um, which is, you know, again, that's addiction, the easy fix. I um at the age of twenty one I moved to Israel and I had become religious uh over the over the previous year. And moving to Israel, um I you know, obviously I'd sworn off I've been swearing off for years already, the, the behaviours, but um unsuccessfully. And I remember very early on, I'd been in this for about a, just a few days, and I really didn't want to carry on those behaviours. And then there was a trigger that happened to me in the middle of Jerusalem that um, literally sparked the Lost Monster up, and I was back, um, and it was in a different place now. It was um, the Lost kind of turned a little darker. Um, I didn't have, uh, you know, when I left when I left England, I left behind uh, whatever it was, sixty or seventy. Pornographic magazines, um, and I'd left them behind, and I didn't really have any of those resources here in Israel. And love just needs an outlet, uh, and uh, I found myself being uh, much more voyeuristic, uh, travelling on buses, um, trying to even touch up against girls. It was uh, it was a, a, a tough time in my life, and I really didn't wasn't uh, I didn't want to act like this. I was completely and utterly powerless. Um I still believed that marriage would uh save me as we've heard many times um, and I married the first girl who who would marry me, and that did not work very well um, it didn't last very long either. We lasted about four or five months. she married me for her own reasons for her own rebellious reasons, and um it uh I, within a few weeks, I remember being being, being uh, after be, after being married with her that I ended up kissing some girl that I'd met in Jerusalem a, a year before or something. Uh, there was no boundaries. There was no uh, there, there was no real boundaries there at all with my acting out. Um, I, uh, I, I I went and uh, I, 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 I took a, I took a break from from smoking. I needed to clear my brain, which was the, the last time that I did that. Uh, until recently, um, which is quite interesting, and um, moved back, uh, move, moved. I was on my own, and it was very strange for me. And then, uh, literally within a few months, I was incredibly blessed to meet my my wife, my my future wife. And this was this this was really the uh, uh, one of the most magical moments of my of of my life. That I I was I was blessed. God blessed me. Uh, to meet my my real partner and through Sick or sin, we've uh, we've been together ever since um, unfortunately um my sex didn't go away at all um and i didn't uh, i didn't make her life very easy uh, it was it was a tough marriage especially in the beginning um i made Sex very important. I'd always put it on a pedestal, and I didn't know how to be normal. And it was it was very difficult. Uh, the lusting continued voyeuristically, um, and within a couple of years, I found myself going back to prostitutes. Um, it wasn't a behaviour that I was running to do all the time. It was it was very tough for me. I didn't uh, I didn't have any control over it at all. We went to um, a marriage counselor. I think we'd been married for a year and a half or so. And he basically took one look at me and said, you've got to go to SA. This is back in 2002. Uh, And I had the pleasure of entering the rooms in 2002 um, here in Jerusalem, where uh, it was quite a new fellowship. And it was a very strange fellowship. Um, The majority of I mean, there was maybe six or seven fellows that that were members. Uh, Not like the three, four hundred we had last week in the conference here. Um, And we were mainly English speakers, Americans or English speakers. And um, at the same time, the meeting was held in Hebrew, which was kind of weird. I don't remember anyone ever speaking about steps. No one said I have to have a sponsor. Um, It wasn't very structured. And... Recently, I was—I well, actually found the chip. I was convinced I had like a one-week chip or a one-month chip, which was, didn't mean anything to me. But it seems that I had actually gotten a two-month chip. There, um, I guess I—I I, I don't believe that it was uh, free from porn. I might have—I might have held back from masturbating for a couple of months somehow, or I might have been lying. I don't really remember. Um, pornography was my real constant issue throughout those years. Ever since I got online back in '99. Um, again, with a computer, I was completely, completely, uh, addicted to, to pornography and I could not stop it. Um, and so, um, I lasted t- two months, I guess, because I got that two months chip, and, uh, I was too triggered by all the discussions of other MOs. I, was, I felt like I was getting new MOs from the guys in the rooms. And, uh, it, there was no solution there for me. And I left with a white book that I threw away a few years later and very soon after, about a year or so later, I moved away, I moved out of Jerusalem to a smaller town, and that was that. that was really good for me in, in, in several ways. Uh, moving away from a city, uh, I, in, in a city I was out of control, I didn't have any control at all over myself. Moving away out of the city really helped me, um, and I actually became a workaholic, which was a, a, a novel one for me. Because I had no real work ethic at all, but uh, God blessed me with um, with success in my work, and I uh, became very involved and was able to basically crunch away all the the really the really dark emos. I wasn't able to fully stop prostitutes, um, um, and I spent I think basically until December of sixteenth, two thousand and sixteen. I spent the next fourteen years white knuckling. Uh, in many, many different ways, um, attempting to stop of my own accord, um, creating my own filters and then breaking them, swearing off and then not being able to stop. Um, I guess I wasn't in denial. I knew I was a sex addict, but I didn't really think about it. I didn't really, I wasn't really ready to, um, uh, to do anything about it. I wasn't able to do anything about it. I couldn't do anything about it, and I wasn't uh, mature enough to really deal with it. I was still a kid. I've always been a kid. Um, so what happened was uh, basically um, my wife. She she'd had enough. I you know been using and abusing her um, without without uh, without really you know really, really caring about about her. Um, for, for many years, and she basically said, "That's it, we're done." You know, um, I don't really care about you. She kind of detached, and it was a kick in the it was a kick in the teeth for me. It was a kick in the head. It really uh, it really pulled me up, and at the same time, um, I'd gone through a, just to just just to uh, catch up a little bit about the last the last year before I came into recovery. I did, I, the porn was always, always killing me and I always wanted to stop porn. And, um, what happened was me and my friend were speaking and he told me about this program that they have online called NoFap, which some of you might be familiar with, um, which is a non essay related kind of 90 days, as they hold with the 90 days to, uh, to retrain the brain and get out of the bad habit and pornography is bad for the brain and masturbation is bad for the brain and, uh, kind of, um, and I took a kind of a version of that. I really wanted to give it a shot. I was really, really, really hurting from pornography. I felt it really destroy my life. Uh, a, a few years earlier, I would already, earlier, I would already said that that that's it with prostitutes. I didn't. I, I wasn't going for sex. I was going for a connection. I was always trying to connect. For me, it was a disease of connection. Everything was, and I was just longing to connect and longing to be touched as well. And uh, I didn't. I wasn't able to have that relationship with my wife because of my sickness. Uh, my disease was preventing it, and she was the one that I wanted to be with um She was the one that I wanted to to spend the time with, and I would even be with prostitutes and close my eyes and, and think about her oh, that's 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 really where my brain was um but i I threw off prostitutes so I would go sporadically to um for for massages um so you know in that sense, my disease was in a regression slowly slowly regressing backwards. um and I made a deal with myself to quit porn for 90 days. And, um, I wasn't waiting to quit masturbating at all. I said, if you, if you, you know, if you have any urges, I didn't have a clue what the phenomenon of craving was at the time. Um, uh, you know, go ahead and masturbate, you know, but just quit off porn. And, um, something really interesting happened to me during that period. I found myself, um, changing during the daytime without the porn in the evening. I wasn't, uh, I, I wasn't looking on the street and turning the, the random women on the street into my, into my porn stars. And it was a, it was a cyclical reality of, um, of, of the two sides. I wasn't lusting in the night and I wasn't lusting in the day. Um, and, um, um and that really helped me a lot to, to gain that muscle, to build that muscle. Um, even though I was still helpless, um, after that, um, I went back to porn a few times. I had gone. I, w- I went on holiday a um, couple of months before December to Canada, and um, I was absolutely. This was it. I was not going to act out with 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 a massage. This was. I was. I, I, I was absolutely determined that this time I was not going to do it, and I was. Doing really good. I went for four days straight, five days without lusting, without doing any searches for local massages, without doing anything. And then on the fifth morning, I woke up and I had absolutely this was one of my real bottoms. I had uh, it was this was the clear powerlessness in front of my eyes without having any ability to stop myself. My legs were walking to a massage and my brain was saying, where the hell are you going? And I was powerless and completely incapable to stop myself. Um, and I really knew that this is, you know, this, this is uh, uncontrollable uh, and unmanageable. Um, then I came back to Israel and my wife hit me with the news that, um, that she was, she was detaching. She was done. And, um, and a few days later, um I, I was I was desperate to get uh desperate to, to, to find a massage in my local city which has nothing. There's nothing here. It was the blessing of being here for for sixteen years. They had to get in a car and actually drive somewhere to get it, I had to get and it wasn't easy and it would take away a couple of hours and it would steal, it would it was one of the reasons I was able to stay away from it, being close to it would have been much harder for me. And I would have probably ended up going more often thanks to the powerlessness. And, um, and I finally, through determination, found a massage in my city. And unfortunately, uh, well, unfortunately, fortunately for me, it was the ultimate real end drop bottom for me. It was, um, it was an old lady who I was really not attracted to and to basically the whole situation completely sickened me. And I, um, and that was it I, I, I that for me, that was my rock bottom. I was done. Uh, I didn't want this anymore at all. I just didn't want it. Um, so i um I woke up on a Friday morning, and I'd heard about this um this online forum um for Jewish addicts, for Jewish sex addicts, and I joined the forum, I signed up, and I started reading. And that was the magic, that's where the magic began that morning. I started reading and um, through fellowship, the, the fellowship the, step, the fellowship of Step Zero in that forum of the timeless shares from all the addicts gone past. Um, and I just started reading and reading and reading and um, and the magic happened. It was like getting all this wisdom from all these amazing people, but reading it. Um, people that had gone to SA, people that were in SA, um, and the magic really started to happen. And um, my very first post in the forum was, you know, I'm very confused. Like, you know, I know I need to stop porn, but do I really need to stop masturbation? I mean, I was still very confused. I didn't realize what the real problem was. The real problem here was lust. Um, and it had no boundaries. And, uh, but I said, okay, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to give it a shot. I want, I really want this. And, and for the next three months, I basically worked step zero. I got involved in the forum. Um, I was still very, um, uh, unsure about SA. For me, SA had a bad connotation because for me, it was a place where I learned MOs and I had no idea of the fellowship of how it had grown in this role and how, uh, how much it had advanced. um, but there was warning signs that, uh, it wasn't so much warning signs. It was that I wasn't sure if I was still lefting or what I was doing. I had a really good, strong 90 days of sobriety, um, through the fellowship and through stopping through, for me, step zero was, and we stopped, we stopped acting out. Um, but I wasn't working steps and, uh, and that's, that's, that's at, at 90 days, um, I was hooked. I was hooked to recovery and I was hooked to, um, maturing. As an adult, and to growing up for me, recovery meant growing up, and I really wanted to be. I had so much. I'd been through so much. I'd gone through so much in my life. I wanted to be. Um, I wanted to be able to help other people to, to go through this. But I was. I didn't have the tools myself, and uh, I, you know, I kind of wanted to jump to step twelve, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I hadn't even done the steps yet. Um, I wanted to really work with others and help others. And um and um and I bit I bit the bullet. I uh, I bit the bullet and I contacted the local essay here in my city and I knew that I was gonna know um a few of the guys there. When I walked into the room the first meeting, um I knew sixty percent of the room, like six or seven six of the guys, in total I knew maybe seven of the guys, knew them for around and um you know, at the end of the day, if, if, if they're there for the same reason I'm there. There's only so much shame that I could, that I could have for that, and, um, uh, and it was the best move that I'd ever made in my life um, because I was now uh, I was now ready to really t- to, to really take recovery seriously, and I had this gift of 90 days of sobriety already under my belt that I wasn't. Um, and, and the only real reason why i why I had that is because i'd tried i you know I'd fallen so many times in so many different ways that I knew where my addict was was where where, where lust was for me i I just had so much experience of the lust of you know you know you know you know that where we when we slip up we go to a youtube and we put in some innocuous search and then we find ourselves an hour and a half later you know deep in the porn I'd done this so many times in so many different ways. I knew what a lust search was and where it started, and i'd already you know i'd had some more experience in um in uh strengthening that muscle of not looking of not looking with lust i'd been focusing on it but it it wasn't it wasn't yet a god program um it was still a daniel program um and that was uh, and and that and, and that's that's really been the hardest part for me to really bring God into this um every moment, every day, and that's what I need the steps for, to bring God into my life on a daily basis. That's the miracle of the steps. So um to get a little bit more current there with the steps, I, I uh I um was I was blessed to have to start talking to a very old friend of mine who was from my youth. We were both uh, in the crazy world together. Um, with the drugs and the girls and everything, and he'd been in essay for he'd been in essay for a while, and he was currently going through a second divorce. And he kind of walked me through the first few steps of the big book. He did, we did, we did a kind of a mucker reading, deep discussion reading of the big book, and that's really where the magic started to happen. Um, kind of opened up my mind to uh, my my brain just blew up. And we spent hours talking. So he was kind of my temporary sponsor at the time. Um, and he took me all the way through to step four, and I started to work on step four. And then he relapsed, um, and and it, it was obvious why he'd relapsed. I even told him, uh, you know, that that would happen if he went and did that. And um, and um, I started to. Uh, so I I, I I worked for about two months on my step four. I really wanted to do a rigorous step four, but it wasn't. Um, it wasn't exactly by the book, it was my own version of uh, uh well, I mean it was according to the worksheets I had the worksheets open and um i I had birth and while I was doing my step four, I was looking for my sponsor um and I really wanted to uh I, I wanted a sponsor with um with experience um and a good few years and I was looking around um and I was very much procrastinating over who 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 my sponsor should be I was looking for perfection and i'm the kind of guy who gets into the center of everything um as whoever knows me on the whatsapp groups will know that i'm in you know i'm in like 18 recovery based whatsapp groups and when i'm not crazy busy at work i'm crazy busy in the whatsapp groups and involved and um and you know i have i i I love to talk to old timers and i I got hold of harvey asher harvey ace number and I called him up and I you know obviously I asked him to be my sponsor. He smiled and said, I'm sorry, I, I have a limit of twenty sponsors uh, but I you know but I'm flattered. And I said, Well, you know, can you find me uh can you find me sponsors? And he, you know, got a little agitated, you know, I'm not a I'm, I'm not a matchmaking service. You know, call up the central office and ask them. And um I called him back. I said, Listen, you know, they they weren't able to help me and he sent me a couple of his sponsors' names. And um Uh, The first guy I spoke to uh, didn't really click was me. The second guy I spoke to, um, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't procrastinate anymore. I said, that's it. Uh, Will you be my sponsor? I'm taking you as my sponsor. And it was, and he took, and he said yes. And I'm very grateful that he took me through the rest of the, uh, the rest of the steps from step five. He gave me of his time and his passion, his energy. Um, and very quickly it's very interesting my you know as last drop down my next top place jumped up my codependency and um, my love addiction just jumped to the fore and i was uh and, and um and I actually got a little bit too much for him at the end of the day but to my sponsor they uh you know every conversation i was like calling him and just talking about my wife and talking about our problems and um and it was you know it was at the end at the end of the process he basically said you know like uh I have to, I have to draw the line here. We have to, you know, I can talk to you about lusts, but I can't talk to you about these things anymore. It's just not good for my sobriety. And for me, it was like, that was very tough. Um, you know, I, I didn't really, uh, you know, lust wasn't biting me on a daily basis. Um, at the same time, I started to get my first sponsor and then my second sponsor. Um, and actually, um, uh, it, it's very interesting that my first sponsor was, uh, was an old time. It was five. Plus years of sobriety, and I was very privileged that he'd asked me to be a sponsor um and from that uh it it blossomed i uh i was I was getting more sponsors and I was working the program according to the big book and I was working with others and that is really um what what brings me to today it brings me to to, to being able to give over this um uh, this talk here to you guys because um, working with others has basically been the miracle of my life. When I'm uh, in between my two shoulders and I am uh, in my cups as I call it as the alcoholics call it and I'm in my self-pity or whatever it is um, or in my self-will or in my ego picking up the phone and talking to another sexaholic and getting out of my head is the miracle that keeps me sober on a daily basis and helps me to work on the solution um with my with, 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 with that sponsor who walked me through the steps i had I used to take notes and he really helped me with so many issues and at the top of the uh, of the little notepad on my iPhone, i had the uh, i had the words "Let God talk to you through your sponsor and I really believed that i really believed that uh, allowing that he that he was as a conduit was really was was God speaking to me through him. And I I fucked it up and I listened to it and I I took it in. And um, ever since then, I've been very involved in recovery. My life right now today is recovery and work and my family. I'm blessed with a big family as well. Um, So... Daniel, After, I hate to yeah. interrupt you, Daniel, but we're at about 20 minutes till the top of the hour. If you would like to, uh, we could have you come back to finish the story. I wanted to see if we could give a couple people time to share. Sure.
0: Sure. So, uh, yeah, so, so if you want to go ahead and just finish up,
1: that would be fabulous. Okay, I'll finish up very quickly. Um um, basically, I, 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 want, I wanted to get uh, to discuss the full disclosure that I went through with my wife after a year of, um, of uh, uh, after a year of recovery, and the um, the power that I had in our relationship of bringing truth and honesty into the relationship, and how our relationship has blossomed since then. And um, while I wouldn't advise it for everyone, it's been the part of the miracles of the program for me. And thank God, I'm very blessed today to have uh, a bunch of sponsors that I work with. I, I've gone through the steps a second time, um, with codependency as the key. And today I was blessed to begin the steps for a third time with a old timer, uh, with all of my addictions. Um, and it's, it's just blown my mind. It's a, it's a big book recovery that I started today. And I'm doing it because I want more experience and strength and hope to be able to give and help others to get through. And the only thing that really uh, that we need to get through here is to a spiritual experience and a spiritual solution. And we could talk all day and all day long about the problem. I'm sorry. I hope I didn't speak too long about the problem. But the solution is basically to get to a real spiritual solution, uh, to have a relationship with God, to keep the house clean, and most importantly, to work with newcomers and to work with others on a constant basis, because that's what keeps me clean today. And I thank you very much for your time.